Okay, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I want to express my immense Karzatov to Rabbi Leibowitz for joining us this afternoon. It's been a feature of the Kolal in recent years to have visiting Russia Yeshiva to give Shir Kloli um, to the Febre HaKolal. We certainly had more of those opportunities last year than this year. That's purely been due to uh, scheduling conflicts. But we are very grateful to Rabbi Leibowitz for joining us this morning and offering words of introduction to Rabbi Leibowitz Shlita. I'll make reference to uh, a halacha that appears at the beginning of Hilchos Rosh Hashanah uh, that is actually based on the first Mishnah in Masechus Yuma, which is, of course, our limit for the summer. At the beginning of Masechus Yuma, discusses all the qualifications of the Kohen Gadol that were necessary for a service on Yom HaKippurim. And among them is the fact that the Kohen Gadol needed to be married, Yom HaKippur Sanaim, as to what lengths we would go to to ensure that he was married on Yom Kippur. And as much as, of course, that was a, a halakhic question pertaining to the service of the, of the Kohen Gadol on Yom HaKippurim, it actually has interesting expression, halacha lamaisa, at the very beginning of our own halachos of Rosh Hashanah, as we observe them nowadays. And commenting on the qualifications of the shliach tzibor, of the person who leads the tefilos over the course of the Yom Noraim, the Ramah comments, based on a comment he, he makes in Darche Moshe, he says that the shliach tzibor needs to be someone who's yoser haglun, the yoser gadol Torah, needs to be somebody who, of course, is a tzaddik, is a tamad chacham. Um, and he goes on to list other requirements. Among them, ben shloshim shanim gam he says that he needs to be married. That's based on the kolbo. And as the, uh, the Mishnah Baruch notes, and again, as it's noted in Darche Moshe, um, that is largely based on the fact that, that it, it is based on the fact that the Kohen Gadol had to be Nasoi in the Beis HaMikdash. Then there's also one other halacha that the Ramah actually, actually mentions right before that is also based on parallels between our Shliach Tzibor and service in the Beis HaMikdash. The Ramah says, ben shloshim shana, that, the, that the Shliach Tzibor needs to be 30 years old. Um, and again, the Mishbura commenting uh, on on this line in Sakata Nibes notes that the Lashon of Darke Moshe is because that was the language, the, the age that Lubiim needed to serve in the base of Megdash. There's a little bit of a question as to whether the age was Chafei, 25 or 30. That's already a question in the Gemara, um, and that actually has expression here as well. But but 30 years is the um, is the the language that's given here in the Rama at least. And he says also the Gamsha Az Libo Nishbar Benitya. So at that point as well, a person has had enough life experience, they've amassed enough life experience, that they can really daven. They understand what it means to daven for others. They understand the needs of others. They really understand what it means to represent a seaboard. In Sharetzi, and there's a discussion as to perhaps that means really somebody should be 60 years, because that's when that's at the point when you can really understand the needs of a seaboard. But at the very least, uh, you know, having some life experience places you in a position when you're able to understand the needs of others. And what I think this reflects is that when it comes to our leadership, certainly on the Yom Nuraim, but I would suggest our total leadership um, at large and throughout the year, we always seek somebody who is Yoser Gadol Batora B'maisim, Yoser, Yoser Hagan. We seek somebody who is Tzadik and Atam Chacham, but we also seek those who really understand people, the people that they are representing. We understand the Tzaros they're going through, the real- realities that they face in their everyday lives, and that can really speak to the Rebona Shalom on behalf of, of those people. Um, and when I think of Rabbi Leibowitz, I think of somebody who's not Libo Nishbar Benitka in the sense that he's a sad person. I don't think he's a, he's a sad person at all. He's a very optimistic and a wonderful person. But he's somebody who really understands not just Torah, it's not just Gadol, but Torah He's really somebody who understands the needs of the Tzibor as well. He's someone who teaches Torah to the needs of the Tzibor, who makes Torah accessible to the Tzibor at large in ways that really nobody else does in my mind. Um, and he's somebody who very much not only takes the Rebona Shalom's Torah and presents it to us, but can very much to take our needs and represent them to the Rebona Shalom too. And in that sense, it's a, it's a again, wonderful plus for us to hear Torah from Rabbi Leibowitz. It's wonderfully appropriate that he'll be teaching us some of the, uh, the Sugyos in Masech Sioma. Without further ado, again, Rabbi, Rabbi Leibowitz. Thank you.
Thank you very much, Rabbi Shreyer, for Shlita. Um, it is it is a, uh, a tremendous privilege to be here with you uh, with you this morning and to be able this afternoon and to be able to learn some Torah together with you. I got back from uh, from Camp Kaylee yesterday, uh, so uh, we were uh, you know to, in the base medrash for the last four weeks with young men learning Torah Yom and to come back uh, to to this area and seeing uh, that there are so many Bate Medrash full of people, but none more prominent than this one, full of so many guys learning with such hasmada is a tremendous, tremendous chizik. I wasn't sure what to talk about. I asked my son Yisrael, who's learning here, um, you know, what you're learning. He said, you're learning Masech Zuma. So I went to my Masech Zuma file on my computer, and I just gave him a few topics from, uh, from there, because I just came back yesterday. There was no chance I was going to have time to prepare something. So he said, I don't know what the other guys want, but I want you to talk about Sirla Azazel. So I said, okay, we'll talk about Sirla Azazel. So I, uh, I printed out my notes on Sirla Azazel, and they made absolutely no sense. So, uh, you know, I, I had to redo it from, uh, from scratch. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about Sirla Azazel. Um, and uh, just to be totally upfront with you, pretty much everything I'm going to say, I found in the beautiful safe, I remembered that I had seen a piece on this from Ravelli of Silverman in, uh, from our Gris Kolel in, uh, in, 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 in Eretz Yisrael, has a safer many volumes already of Meshav Nefesh, and he has a, a volume on the Moadim, and he has a very beautiful piece on Sirla Azazel. His entire Mahalich, and the way he writes his Svarim, is that he likes to make it very neat. You know, a nice Chakira with several Nafkamina. So uh, that's, that's the way we're going to we're going to approach the sugyan. And when you learn Masechus Yoma, one of the most prominent features of the Avodas Yoma Kippurim is the Shnei Si'irim, is that you have these, uh, these two goats, one La'ashem and one La'azazel. It's also one of the most confusing elements of the Avodas Yoma Kippurim, because in general, we like to assume, and it's a safe assumption normally, that Dine Torah fit into a certain construct, that Dine Torah fit into certain klalim. There are parallels within different categories of, uh, of learning. And uh, that, that's the very yesod of a memetzinu, of a binyan av, in, in learning Torah, in the Torah Shabbat Peh, is that you can always compare one din to the other din, at least within certain categories of learning. Rosh Hashanah points out, uh, and Rosh uh, points out, uh, that you have three general areas of Torah that each have their own kolim that govern those areas. You have Dinim Amlis, and you have Tumen Tara, and you have Isu Vahetra, and uh, within each of those categories, you could derive one halacha from one halacha to the other. Rosh recently remarked that if he were uh, Rabbi Yudha Nasi and he were arranging the Mishnayis, he would also have Shisha Sidre Mishnah, but it wouldn't be the same Shisha Sidarim. It would be a different uh, Shisha Sidarim based on which ones have unique elements of, uh, of, of uh, the, uh, the way to, be, to, to learn the Torah Shabbat from the Torah Shabbat so he would have had a different, a different breakdown of it. In fact, the very definition of Shakti points out, Tosos points out, or Shakti points out, Tosos, the very definition of, uh, of Chiddush in, uh, in Halacha is the Dabra Soser Saklal. The Dabra Soser Saklal implies that there is a cloud to be Soser. So whenever you have something that's entirely unique, that's uh, you know, unparalleled anywhere, it always has to uh, capture our attention a little bit. 
what is the model that this is following? If there's no exact parallel, you know, what is it exactly? In, in, in Kachim, we have uh, Dinam of Kachim Kalim, Kachim Kachim, and you have uh, that which uh, requires certain amounts of Zuikastan, that which requires others amount of, of Zuikastan, and you can basically figure out what type of carbon something is when you look at the basic rules of the carbon. And yet, here you have an idea of a Sirlazazel. You take this animal, you throw it off a cliff somewhere, it doesn't seem to really match any of the rules. So the basic Chakira the basic Chakira that a lot of the Achorim deal with, particularly in the Soloveitchik uh, dynasty, Reb Chaim in uh, the Chidush Manshas and uh, the Chidush Agram Vahagrid, also in, uh, in, in Maisar Kabbalah's Parak Yudchas, discuss, the, the, the Chakira that they discuss is whether the Sir Mishtalech is in fact a carbon at all. Maybe it's not a carbon because it doesn't seem to be a carbon. It's not treated like a carbon. What we do with it is not what that that which one one would do with a carbon. Maybe it's a carbon that just has weird rules, or maybe it's a mechaper. It's this different category called a mechaper that's somehow a mechaper without being a carbon. So the two start the as follows. On the one hand, Pasuk tells us uh, that you take shnei si'ireizim, the Pasuk tells us, that are both lechatas. So it sounds like it's lechatas, it's a carbon. That implies that it's a carbon. On the other hand, we're not makrovit, uh, certainly not in the conventional sense. We send it out to the Midbar. The Pasuk says in Pasuk uh, so unlike the Sir Lashem, which the Torah explicitly says is used as a carbon, right? The Torah explicitly says when it comes to the Sir Lashem, it's Hamid Bara, it's the Yermeshaleach, it's something else. It's not uh, described as a regular carbon. The Ebenezer on the Pasuk seems to support this second side, that it is in fact not a carbon. The Abnezer writes that Ramrav Shmuel Avo Bishakasu Besira Khatas Shahul Shem Gamasim Salehula Shem, or he says, Ain Sarh, Kim Shaleh Ainenu Karban Kilo Yishkat. That the uh the, the Sirla Zazel's not a carbon. Haraya, you don't shecht it. What you do with the carbon is you shecht the carbon. There's no shita of the Sirla Zazel. The Abnezer seems to assume that it's in fact not a carbon at all. Of course, if it's not a carbon, you still have to account for the fact that the Torah says you take shnei si'irim that are a chatas. Shnei si'irim izim lechatas. Why would you call it a chatas if it's not a carbon? So you can account for that in a couple of ways. It could be that it's like a chatas in that it provides kapara. So even though it's not really a carbon, but it's akin to a carbon, it's similar to a carbon, in that it uh, provides a certain benefit that we normally associate with a carbon, namely that it provides kapara, or it could be that the term chatas is only in the pasuk is only used either in those psukim that describe the sir lashem or those psukim that describe both siirim. But you don't have the term chatas used in a pasuk that describes exclusively the sir lazazel. Because the Sir Lazazel, once it is separated from the Sir Lashem, once it is identified and designated for its own use, is now no longer eligible to be a chatas, meaning in a chinami. It's not a chatas, it's only described as such, uh, it's only described as such in the context of the Sir Lashem being described as a chatas. 
The question is, though, that if it's not a carbon and it is only a machaper, do we have such a thing? Is there such a concept of a machaper that's not a carbon? I mean, how does one achieve kapara? So one achieves kapara by bringing carbonos. Okay, so Avram Avinu was bothered by the kasha. He has to rebonus shlolem. That's, that's wonderful when we have a base of Mikdash. What's going to be with all those centuries that Klal Yisrael doesn't have a base of Mikdash? And you know what the answer was? We know what the answer was. The answer is still carbonos. Except now it's going to be saying the carbonos instead of bringing the carbonos. But that's the only, it's the only way to achieve kaparas with carbonos. Do we ever find other, other things that can bring us a sense of uh, of kaparas. So certainly there are. Meaning, uh, w- once you open up a ganita, there are lots of things. But certainly there are other uh, other mitzvahs and other uh, things that we do in uh, Judaism that bring a sense of kaparas. The Gemara in Zvachim Daf Peches tells us that the big day kuhuna are mechaper. Big day kuhuna are most certainly not karbanos. Uh, they're mikdash related, but they're most certainly not karbanos. And yet they're mechaper. The Medrash Tanchuman Parsh Sachremos says that Misas Sadikim is Mechaperas. Misas Sadikim, again, doesn't seem to be a carbon, and yet it is Mechaper. In fact, that's why Rav Salvechik explained, it's in, uh, the, 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 on the, in the Rav Salvechik Kinos and also in the original, uh, the Rav J.J. Shachter uh, uh, volume that they put out originally of uh, Salvechik on, uh, on, on Avelus, Salvechik on Avelus and Korban and, uh, and Tishabad, that, uh, that, that the, we, we talk about the Asara Ruge Malthus both on Yom Kippur and on Tishabad. And he explains that we talk about the, the Piyut of the Asara Ruge Malthus and Yom Kippurim because uh, it's, 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 account, it's on account of the fact that Misa uh, Sadikim is Mechaperes and Yom Kippurim is the day of Kapara. So we talk about Misa Sadikim uh, vis-a-vis Kapara. Whereas on Tishabav, it's not about Kapara. Tishabav is not a day of Kapara at all. Tishabav is a day of Khurban. And Shkula Misa Sadikim Kisrefas Pes Elokeinu. The loss of Sadikim is like Srefas Pes Elokeinu. And that's what we emphasize when we, uh, when we include the Asara Ruge Malthus in the Kinos on Tishabav. So we do have these concepts, the idea, at least uh, broadly, that something can be a machaper, even if it's not a carbon. You even have certain things that are mikdash-related, that involve animals, that in some ways seem to almost parallel the Si'er Lazazel. And there are three, three possible examples to look at, although none of them are a perfect match. One possible example to look at is Egla Arufa. Right, Egla Arufa. Here you have a body that's found between two cities, and uh, the Beisdin uh, has to go and measure which city it's closest to, and they do their procedure of Egla Arufa. Not a carbon, not a carbon. It's not treated the way, the same way as a carbon is treated, uh, and and yet it's somehow mechaper. At least they hold over kapara. It gives kapara until you actually find the uh, the murderer. So it's not a uh, not a carbon, but it's still it's mechaper. Not a perfect parallel. Egla Rufa isn't Kachim at all. The Sir Mishalech, at least when it starts out, seems to be that it is Kachim. So, uh, so it's not a perfect parallel. Uh, in a, another example one might come up with is the Paraduma. They Both the Paraduma and the Sir Lazazel start in the Mikdash in the Azara, and then afterwards they're, uh, they're sent out. Uh, also not a great parallel, because Paraduma is described by the Gemara Zvachim, Dav Samachas, as Kadshe Bedekabayis, not Kadshe Mizbeach. 
when you uh, give something to the base of Middash that can't be used by the Mizbeach, that they can't be makrif on the Mizbeach. Also, the Gemara Numa at the beginning of Yuma explicitly says a paraduma is not mechaper. So it does something, it's metaher, but it's not mechaper in that sense. So uh, the, obviously the Medrash in Bamidbar Rabbah says a paraduma is mechaper. It says, Tavo para mitchaper al maiseigel. Rashi and Chumash says, Tavo ima tekaneach al dunah, that uh, the paraduma is mechaper for the eagle because the mother will come and clean it up after the. Uh, after the baby, right? The eagle is the represents the baby, and the uh, the para represents the mother that uh, we messed up with the eagle. So let the mother, let the paraduma come along and clean up after the after the eagle. But the lashon that it uses in the madrash is that it's a chaper al maisa eagle that will provide a kapara for the maisa eagle. So the gvurasari, the shagasari, and the sefer gvurasari points out that it's not really a stira. That even though the gemara says that a paraduma is not mechaper. And the Medrash says that a paraduma is mechaper. It could be they're talking about different paradumas. There's the paraduma of Yimei Moshe Rabbeinu, the parashal Moshe. And then there's the paraduma throughout the rest of history. When did we need a kapara for the Chana Egel? Yimei Moshe. So the parashal Moshe was the mechaper. But paraduma in general, broadly speaking, throughout history, paraduma is not mechaper. Another potential parallel, the one that I always thought was the closest parallel to the Shnei Seirim, is there any other time, any other avodah that we do that involves taking two uh, pretty identical uh, living creatures and uh, using one of them as a carbon in the base of Mikdash, using one of them in the base of Mikdash itself, shafting it in the base of Mikdash, and having the other one being sent out somewhere else. So they're, they're psukim and chomish, right? We have about uh, the shetzi pari mitzorah. In the tahara process of the mitzorah, you take two birds and you do something extremely similar, one of which is shechted and sprinkled with blood, and the other one you send out to the midbar. Now, the, the, the tzipar that's shechted is only mitaher. It's part of the tahara process. So it's not really hegdish in the conventional sense. And also the bird that's sent out isn't killed. It's not thrown off a cliff. I mean, you can throw it off a cliff all you want, but it will just fly away. It's a bird. So it's not going not gonna to help. So, uh, so, so it's, a, it's, in that, it's a different kind of, uh, kind of uh, avodah, a different kind of mitzvah that is fulfilled when one, uh, when one brings the Shnei Tzipari Mitzvah. So all, all of this just basically tells us that the Seel Azazel is entirely unique. It's entirely unique. There's no exact parallel. Not the Agla Rufa, not the Paraduma, not the Tzipari Mitzvah, not Misa Tzadikim, not uh, Big Dekuna. There's nothing that's quite like this. So that opens the door for the question of what is it at its core and what are the exceptions? Meaning, is it a carbon that's just in certain ways not treated like a carbon? Or is it not a carbon? It's a mechaper, but in certain ways resembles a carbon. What is the nature of the Seir Zazo? Now, the, uh, uh, an interesting raya that Rav Silverman quotes is, uh, he quotes from someone from front of this, I think, that the Gemara in Yuma, the Samach Zayim Beis, says that the Seir Mishtaleach is mechaper for the Maiso Uza Vazael. What's the Maisu Uza Vazael? So it's a story that appears in a number of places in Chazal, in different Midrashim and uh, in, the, in the Zohar, that Uza and Azael are Malachi Chavala, and they were Mechatrek in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to create Adam. And they said, what are you talking about? Adam is going to do 
uh, all sorts of averos, of arayos, and they then came and uh, tried to be machshil, uh, Adam, to prove their point. So they are uh, these uh, forces that represent the avera of arayos. So the Gemara tells us in Mesechus Yuma that the Sir Mishtalech is mechaper for Uzavazal, and Rashi explains that means that it's mechaper for arayos, that the, uh, that the Sir, the Sir Mishtalech is mechaper for arayos. The Gemara in Zvachim, Daf Pechasim Beis, says, Shnei dvarim lo matzinu lehem kapara bekarbanos, u matzinu lo kapara mimakum That there are two things that we find that a carbon will never be mechaper for them, but there's some other thing that can be mechaper for them. There's some other mitzvah, some other force, some other activity that can be mechaper, even though a carbon cannot be mechaper. And they are shvichus damim and lashon hara. Shvichus damim with egla rufa. You get the kapara through egla rufa, which is not a carbon, and lashon hara with the ketores, which is also not a carbon. So those are the two examples, says the Gemara, of something that does not have a carbon to be mechaper, but it has something else to be mechaper. Lachora, there's an item missing on that list. There should have been a third item on that list that uh, that uh, Arayos, according to the Gemara in Yuma, Arayos is uh, a kapara is achieved for Arayos through the Sira Mishtaleach, and it's not a karma. So maybe, maybe that's indicative of the possibility that it is a karma, and that's why it didn't make the list of exceptions. What? We have something else as mechaber. So, uh, ah, I mean, you say something that has no kapara anywhere. Yes, okay, in okay. Um Right, that's a good point. So, the uh, meaning this would have been on some other list of something that has kapara b'makomacher, but not kapara over here. Um, now, there is a discussion we shown him as to the reason for the mitz for the for the mitzvah of Sirim Shaleat. And the reason may relate to this, uh, to this very hakira, to this very issue that we're, that we're discussing. The Ibn Ezra writes, very cryptically, When you're 33, I'll explain to you a little bit of the sod of Sir Lazazel. And that's it, like very, very cryptically saying that there's some deep, dark secret over here when it comes to Sir Lazazo. And I'm not going to really reveal because I can't really reveal, but uh, it has to be somewhat revealed to some people who are qualified for it to be revealed. Some very deep, dark secret over here. So it's not clear at all what he means. The Ramban comes along and he says that that Ebenezer was trying to conceal what the Seir Lazazel was all about. He's mechasidavr, he's covering it up from us. What the Seir Lazazel is really all about. Va'ani harachil megalis soda. Says the Ramban, I'm going to be holy harachil megalis soda. I'm going to go and reveal the secrets of the, uh, of the Eben Ezra that he didn't want to, want to reveal. You find such a lotion sometimes in, uh, in Poskin. Uh, there's a, a, a tshuva, I think, uh, about, uh, from the Yehuda, about shaving on Chalamoid, where, uh, where he says, may Tama come and see me, that there's some secret uh, reason that I'm going to say that you're allowed to shave on Chalamoid, and, uh, and he didn't, didn't really explain what that secret reason is. So Chasam Sofa writes a tshuva, 
Ani holech rachil megalasod. I'm going to let you know what the secret is. The secret was that in Prague, in times of the view, everyone was shaving with a razor. And if the hair is still very, very short, it could be that it's not an isidaraisa of giluach. So, uh, so he, giluach betar. So he said that the Nadvihud was makel to shave in Cholmoe so the hair wouldn't have time to grow too long. So that you, when you shave it, you're not violating Nisidaraisa. He'd rather be makel and shaving in Cholmoe rather than, uh, than, than violating Nisidaraisa of Giluach Betar. So Chsam Sofer says, but if you're not going to shave with a razor, then probably better not to shave on Cholmoe. Uh, so he said, I need Holy Krachil Megalasot. So Chsam Sofer picked up that Lashon. Um, uh, from uh, from the Ramban, Ramban says, "I'm going to be holich rachel megalus sodosh shakivar gilu sarabasein azal b'mekomus rabim." He says, "Because it's not a secret. It's not some deep dark secret." Chazal tells us all about it, and he tells us that the uh, Medrash tells us in Brachus Rabba, "Benasas here alav ze esav shenemar heinas avachis soyu that he that Yaakov ishtam." And it goes on. Pirkei Reb Lazar Gadol. L'ficha chayunostin lo v'samael shochad biyom akipurim. That we give a bribe to sort of the other side on Yom Kippur. Shalolavatel is karbanam. That uh, that which is no, those forces that are normally mekatrig on Klal Yisrael should not come and be mekatrig on Yom Kippur and be mevatel our karban. Shnei mar goralech l'Hashem v'goralech l'Azaza. Goralo shal kodesh baruch hu l'karban ola. So Ras Hamash Lolim to them chait biyomakipurim. Samal sees that there's no chait that Klal Yisrael is no averos in yomakipurim. Amuvnei Kodesh Baruch Hu. So he comes to the Rebbeinu and says, "Rebbeinu Kol Alamim, Yesh Lecha Am Echad Ba'aretz Kemalachi Asheri Shemashamai." That there's a nation down there on earth that resembles the Malachi Asheris. Just like the Malachi Asharis don't have kfitza, some sense of uh, jumping or moving, so to Klal Yisrael, Zomdin al-Ragleim, like Malach man Yom HaKippurim. Ma Malachi Asharis. So it goes on to say a number of other parallels between the Malachi Asharis and Klal Yisrael. And therefore, the idea is that uh, that that the seir uh, that we said la azazel is sort of a shochad to Samoil that he shouldn't mess us up in Yom Kippurim, and in fact he doesn't. And the Ramban elaborates not that you should view it as like literally a bribe for Samoil because that that really gets you into the areas of Shash Isra of Avodah but rather the Ramban says, you know what it's like. He says uh, the Torah doesn't allow uh, you know giving even like a booby prize to the uh, to, to to, to the to the other avodazarets, right? To the other, uh, you're not even allowed to give like a, a you know a, a second place trophy to the uh, to, to the avodazarets. That's still a problem, right? If you're going and worshiping these other forces, so that would still be a problem of avodazarets. He says no, no. What it is is that avodziva kodesh baruch hu biyomakipurim shenishlach siir b'midbar l'sar hamoshel b'mekomas akorban ve'ena kavanah b'sir m'shlech shi'ar karban me'itanu a love chalila. Not that we're bringing a carbon to uh, to 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 the satan or to anything like that. Our kavan is Hashem told us that we're supposed to do this, so we do this. Now, Marshal the Zad Rabban says, "I'll give you a marshal." 
person makes a suuda for his master. You prepared this whole feast for me, I hired a caterer. Can you maybe just give one portion to, to this Eved that I, that I have? You know, you plan, I just came from camp, so you plan this whole big uh, field trip, and you go out for a whole day, and you have, uh, and, and you prepare all the food that you have on the trip, you're doing a barbecue, a tailgate, or whatever, with all the, uh, with all the campers, and it's like, oh, wait, there's a bus driver. So the director of the camp says, please, just give, give some of the, you know, some of the food, give some food to, to, the, uh, to the bus driver also. You know, the bus driver doesn't uh, normally eat uh, kosher hot dog, he doesn't, but, you know, give, uh, give some, I mean, once he talks, he normally does eat a kosher hot dog, but, but give uh, you know, give some food to the uh, to the bus driver. I mean, that's not uh, you know, if or what people are paying for it. Some people are going to camp for, but that's you got to just take care of that person also. Everything is for the adon, and the adon is in turn giving something to uh, to, to to somebody else. So Ramban explains that's why Chazal include the Sirim Shalech on the list of chukim that the Umas Haolam mock us about, because it's unlike other Kabanos, and the nations of the world think that we're doing Avodazara, because it sort of you know, almost looks like it. Uh, so in that sense, it's a chunk. That's how the Ramban and the Ebenezer seem to understand, based on Dibre Chazal, what the idea of the Sir Mishtaleach is, that it's, uh, it's sort of just to quiet down those forces that would otherwise be Mekatreg on that, on that day, on Yom Kippur. The Rambam in Marnavuchim has an entirely different presentation of the reason for Sir Mishtaleach. The Rabbi Mernavuchim writes that the reason we send it out, and we don't bring it in the Mikdash, is the Sir Mishtaleach, the burden that it carries, as it is uh, being taken out to that cliff and thrown off that, the burden that it carries is the burden of the biggest Averos, of all of the biggest Averos, meaning the capacity of a carbon is uh, insufficient to hold the kinds of averus that the seir mishtaleach has to hold. That it would, it would sort of, it would blow the fuse. It's too much power being put through any particular, any particular carbon. Uh, I, I, I remember, I think, I remember when he said, if he said when I brought the Talmidim there, but on Monday or not, but Rabbi Reisman said that he, he spent uh, a couple of summers I guess his wife was working in a girls' camp, and I, I put this girls' camp, but knows something, whatever. Uh, camp knows black hat. So they were in, uh, they were in uh, some some uh, girls' camp, and he said, "Kisei there every single Friday, all the electricity went out of the camp every single Friday. Why? Because every single Friday, every girl blow dries her hair, right? So there were uh, a thousand blow dryers plugged in all at one time. So kisei there every single Friday. You knew that you had to like plan ahead." That there would be no electricity for a couple of hours on uh, on a Friday. I mean, you just can't handle it. It's just too much. The, uh, you know, the the, the uh, not, not all the uh, the electric work up in the mountains is uh, you know up to code. Or let's hope it is up to code. But it's not you know can't necessarily uh, handle what uh, what 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 from people can uh, can challenge it with. So uh, the Rambam says that when you have a uh, uh, something that that has to bear the burden of such heavy averos and so many averos, there's no chatz sibur that's going to be mechaper. What this can be mechaper? Ukilu no say kolachatoyim. It's carrying all of the averos. 
It just can't. It can't go in the base of Mikdash. It has to be somewhere far away, and that's where it's going to have its kapar. So the Rambam has like this very different kind of picture of what uh, it's not just stam a prize to the to, to the satan to leave us alone. That this is a kapara. It's like a super carbon almost. It's a carbon that's too big for the uh, for for the normal construct of carbonos, and that may relate to this chakira. According to the Rambam, it's essentially a carbon. It just can't be born in the base of this because it's laden with the ability to be mechaper for so much. And therefore, it just doesn't fit the normal construct of carbonos. Whereas going to the Abnezer and the Ramban, it's not a carbon at all. It's a type of matana to be mefayis, the makatrugim, and prevent them from causing trouble on Yom HaKippur. Another potential nafkamina, again, in this basic hakiro, what is it? Is it a carbon? Or is it just a stamma that's not a carbon? That nafkamina is whether we can learn the general din of vidui on a carbon from the Sierra Mishtaleha. We say a vidui before shechting karbanos. Where do we learn that obligation from? So Gemara elsewhere in Yuma, Daflam and Vavim days, tells us that according to Rabbi Meir, we can learn the nusuch of vidui of other karbanos from the nusuch of the vidui of the Kohen Gadol and the Sierra Mishtaleha. However, the Chachamim disagree, and they do not derive the obligation to say Vidoy and other Kabbalas from the Seir Mishtalech. In the Medrash and the Sifra, you have a similar, uh, the, the Medrash derives the Chiyu Vidoy has to be done specifically before the Shechita of a Karban, because that's what happens with the Seir Mishtalech. It's done before the animal is killed, and it derives it from the Seir Mishtalech. Commenting on the Pasuk, the Samach Aaron, Yadag, Al Rosh HaSir Achai, Vizvad, all of his Kolavonos, B'nei Yisrael, the, uh, the, the Sifra comments, Uminayin shevidoyo al-chai, nemar kan vidoy, b'namar la'alan vidoy, ma vidoy shnamar la'alan vidoy al-chai, avidoy shnamar kan vidoy al-chai, that we learn from the Sir Mishtalech, that just like Sir Mishtalech, vidoy is done before the killing of the animal, so too by every, every, by every parvan. However, uh, there are other midrashim that bring other sources for the idea of doing vidui before the shechita. That limud from uh, from Sir Mishtaleach only makes sense if the Sir Mishtaleach is a karban. I can say, oh, what do I do by karbanos? So I have to look at what I do by by other karbanos. So I'm going to look at Sir Mishtaleach as one of the karbanos that are going to serve as the model for other karbanos, and that would make sense if Sir Mishtaleach is in fact is in fact a karban. But if it's not a carbon, so then I can't look at it as one of the models of what to uh, of what to pattern other carbonos other carbonos after. Um, another potential potential nafkamina is why you can't be maktish a balmum for the sirim shtaleh. You can't. Talacha kalash balmum lo takrivu. The pasuk the pasuk says, and the gemara tzmura davav derives from the pasuk. That there's an issue to be maktish a balmum for mizbeach for karbanos, and then derives from the word Lashem that it's also to be maktish a seir balmum as a seir mishtale. So it's, you can't. It's clear. Now let you use a balmum as seir mishtale. Rabbeinu Gershom says, you know why? Why? Why is it that you can't? He says, Lashem l'rabu seir mishtale. To tell me the seir mishtale has this psul of a balmum. Af al gav de'enu bala Hashem. That even though the Sir Mishlech is not going to be brought as a carbon, but it has to at least have been something that could have been brought as the carbon. 
because I didn't know which one was going to be Lashem, which one was going to be Lazazel, until I did the Gardel, I determined which is which. Kolomer, that feel the Samir Shalech, that even the Samir Shalech being in Tan, it needs to be a Tan. So apparently both Si'irim need to be at least Ra'u the Mizbeach. Rashi, however, writes a little differently. The Rabbul Sirim Shalech, Shahamakadisho Balum Loka Mishum Lotakdisho. Rashi doesn't say, oh, it's because you're going to need it to potentially be able to be the Sir Lashem. So it's a technicality. They're really the Sir, the way Rabbi Gershom is a technicality. Really, the Sir Mishalayach, it's fine if it's Balmum. That, that wouldn't be a problem. The thing is, the only way to get to a Sir Mishalayach is by having two identical goats, and they, they both have to be eligible to be the Sir Lashem. So on, on a technicality, the only way it could ever be eligible is if it wasn't a Balmum to begin with. Whereas, whereas Rashi seems to be saying, no, there's a din in Sir Mishtalech that the Sir Mishtalech cannot be a Balmum inherently. That Sir Mishtalech is itself a, a carbon that cannot be a Balmum. So again, if Sir Mishtalech is a carbon, Rashi seems to fit a little bit better. If the Sir Mishtalech is not a carbon, Rabbeinu Gershon makes a lot more sense. The only reason it can't be a Balmum is that the Shnei Seirim both need to be until the time until the time of the of the Golo. One, one more nafkamina, and then we'll share one Chakira, and then maybe some uh, uh, unrelated stuff on Yanadiyam. One more nafkamina. When does it lose eligibility for the Isser of Shchutei Chutz? Meaning there is an Isser, if you have a Karban, you're not allowed to violate Shchutei Chutz. So with regard to the Isser of Shchutei Chutz, the Chumash tells us that El Pesach al that you have this animal that you could have been used as a carbon and you didn't. You didn't bring it up. That's all right. And the Gemara Numa, the Samach Gimel, and the Bays, Darshins, that Kalha Rotli, the Pesach Olamoid, Chayabalab the Chutz. Only that which would have been Rotli to be used, the Pesach Olamoid, only that are you Chayab Mishkute Chutz. But Kalshainoid, the Pesach Olamoid, ain't Chayabalab the Chutz. So the Gemara drives from here that there's no Isra Shkute Chutz if you shecht the Seir Mishtalech outside the base of Mikdash. Because it's not a carbon that's miyuchad Hashem, it's not a carbon that's right law Mawit, Mel is no issue of Shkutechutz. But as Machlok has shown him, when does that patur from Shkutechutz take effect? Meaning, when you have two goats and you haven't identified either one, it's Sir Hashem, Sir Lazazel yet, right? So still there's no problem with Shkutechutz at that point. Meaning, at what point do we say, okay, now this is a Sir Lazazel and therefore it's no longer subject to the issue of Shkutechutz because it's not eligible for Bifnin. So therefore, it's uh, not subject to the Shuvot At what point does that happen? The Rambam in Meisar Kabbalah's Parakirches Halachiralu passes that the Isra Shuvot is lifted only once you do the Vidur. Shnei Sira Yom Hakipurim Sheshachtem Bechutz Im Ad Shalom Hisvada Aleim. If it's prior to doing the Vidur, Chayiv Kares Al Shneihen Chayiv Kares even for the Shem Shaleach because they're both Rotli Lavo Lefnei Hashem Lefnei Hashem. Once you said the veto already, so then it's no longer right level of Hashem, and now you're not going to be chayyav for shkutechutz. The rivet right disagrees. The rivet right holds, but what do you need to wait for the veto? As soon as you do the goro, as soon as you declare one Lashem and the other Lazazel, you know which one is Lazazel, and the one Lazazel is not meant to be a carbon. It's not meant to be a carbon, so then it's not going to be subject to the Goral demands that the rabbit writes with Patrol Shalazazel, Amafil Kodem Shizvada, before the Vidoy, Kivichi Higril, Vaalalava Goral Azazel, Patrol of Bachutz, that once you did the Goral and you know which one is going Lazazel, so you're part of Prashkutechutz. Afopisha Asibis Vadoslav, even though you're still going to do the Vidoy, Shane Ravi Rotli Lavo Pesachal Moe, 
because it's no longer royal the Pesachololoi. So our salvation explains that probably what they're arguing about is the gather of the Yisrochotechot, which could very well be that the uh, Rambam assumes that it includes anything that is a kium bifnim, whereas the Rivet says that it only applies to things that are that have a zrika v'haktar. You know, you have a similar discussion, like uh, is this or chulim bazar? So there's a major discussion. What's including the Yisro Chulun Bazar? It's like the opposite of the Yisro Shkutechot, right? What's the Yisro Chulun Bazar? Let's say I bring my, uh, my phone into the Yisro. I've got to imagine they'll have no phones policy. But let's, let's imagine. They'll have those little lockers, you know. But, uh, so let's imagine that I bring, uh, I bring my phone into the Yisro. Is that Chulun Bazar? How do you define Chulun Bazar? Is it only that which is rotwe that Gabi Abizbeach? That's considered Chulun Bazar? Or is it anything that just doesn't belong? It's Chulun Bazar. So yeah, whatever you have, uh, you know, the discussion about shchut So it's about the gather of how broad is that category of those things that are that are subject to shchut But but it could also be that the Rambam and the Rabbin are arguing on our about our chakir. Because if you assume that the Mishtalech is not a carbon, it makes sense that the shchut goes away at the moment of agral. As soon as you've identified it, I now know it's not a carbon. it's not subject to shchut but if the Sirem Shalech is a carbon, it's just a carbon with different rules. So then there's room to say that the exemption from Shkutechuds is a Xeris HaKasa, that there's such an exemption, but maybe that could happen later. Maybe that could happen even it's, after it's already been declared a Sirem Lazazel, even after you know that it's going to be a Sirem Lazazel. So that's, those are four potential, potential nafkaminas in this basic Chakira. Now, th- there is a further Chakira. Uh, and we're not going to get too far into it. But there is a further chakira, a second chakira about the Sir Mashalech. Let's assume it is a carbon. Let's assume it is a carbon. And there's reason to assume that it's a carbon. It seems that there's a Mishnah that tells us that it's a carbon. The Mishnah Menachist of Sadi Beis tells us that kol karbonus hatzibur einben smicha chutzmina parabal kolamitzvos usir mishtalech. So the Mishnah gives a klal about karbonus and says the only exception, the only karbonus that are an exception are parabolical mitzvahs is here mishtaleah. Sounds like it's included in the category of karbanas. But still, how do you view it as a karban, even if it is a karban? So karbanas normally require hakrava. Is there a hakrava of the sir mishtaleah? So there are really three ways of looking at it, which is not particularly neat, right? We always like to have a two-sided haku. Rav Zevin writes in his Ishim Bashitos, he has intellectual biography, Unintellectual biographies, that's the wrong word. A biography of the brains of the various gadolim, not like a biography of their lives, but a biography of their brains, about how they operated, how like, not like what their favorite color was and which brevity they liked as a kid and like, you know, stuff like that, but like how they fought and how they uh, operated in learning of various gadolim from the last 350 years or so. It's a random collection of uh, gadolim Torah. He's got like 20 pages on each of them, and he's got like 100 pages on the Rugged Shepherd, because Zevin was a Ben Bias by the Rugged Shepherd, so he's very taken by all the good stories about the Rugged Shepherd that are true, probably came from Rav Zevin, from, uh, from that. Um, the, uh, so Rav Zevin writes, what was unique about the Rugged Shepherd was Rav Chaim always had Svei Dinim. He always had two ways of looking at two, two Dinim to break a mitzvah down into two categories. The Rugged Shepherd often had three. Uh, and he goes through a number of examples of where the Raghachavar broke something down into three dinim. So we like our, uh, you know, our Chakira similar to the way uh, Chaim built things into Tzvei dinim. Uh, but this probably is like a three-sided Chakira. A carbon needs Hakrab. 
So one, one way of looking at Sirim Shaleach is, yes, it's, well, one way of looking at it is that it's not a carbon at all. Let's assume it's a carbon. It could be that, yeah, it's a carbon. And what makes it unique is that it's a carbon, it's a carbon that just doesn't require a carbon. That's what salvation brings. And it's a carbon just doesn't require a carbon. A, a second way of looking, and the Rambam seems to bear that out. Rambam writes in uh, in, in the Koteret, he writes, There's one mitzvah say to do Yom Kippur properly. Do the whole of the Hakarbanos, the Haviduyin, the Shiluach Haseir, the Sharavodos. Maybe indicating that the Seir is not a carbon at all, or that it is a carbon, but that the Shiluach is not a Hakrava. So the Shiluach Haseir could not have been included in what he said, Hakarbanos. Ram already said Hakarbanos, so he says Shiluach Haseir. The Shiluach Haseir is not a Hakrava, that's just Shiluach. The Rambam, very first halacha, writes, the Yom Atzom Makrivin Tamid B'Shachet, the Tamid Ben Arbayi, um Makrivin Musaf Ayom, v'od Mavir Mishal Tzibor Shnei Siriyizim, Echad Karav Chatos, v'Nisrav, v'Sheini Siira Mishtaleach, Sheino Nikrad. He goes through carbon by carbon. You have uh, two carbon Tamid; you're makriv them. A carbon Musaf, you're makriv it. You have Shnei Seirim, one of which you are makriv, and then the other one, Eino Nikra, not Eino Karban, Eino Nikra. So I'm listing all the Karbanos. Seirim Shalech is on the list of Karbanos, but what makes it unique is that it's a Karban, Sheino Nikra. So that's one possibility, that it's a Karban, yes, but what makes it totally unique among Karbanos is a Karban that doesn't have a Hakrava, which, of course, you then have to start working on if it doesn't have a Hakrava, then, then Where's the where do you where's the kiyum? What, what happens uh, if the kiyum is not in the hakrava? What's the kiyum in? Okay, it's something to work on at some point. A second possibility: if this were a carbon without a hakrava, it would be the only one in that category, which is uh, never comfortable to say. Maybe, maybe it does have a hakrava. It's just an unconventional hakrava, and that can come in one of two ways. It could be that the dechia, the pushing off of the cliff, that itself is the hakrava. The Gemara Yuma of Samach Dalit says that with regard to the din of Osav Espino, we assume for the halacha of Osav Espino, that that counts as a shchita. So maybe the hakrava of a korban, that that is the hakrava. The Mikdash David, in fact, writes that we should do the dechiyah immediately after the smicha. Why? What has to be immediately after the smicha? Take up the smicha, shchita. But this isn't a shchit. Elamai, this is what replaces the shchit. That it's not a carbon liakrava, it's a carbon without krava, just a very unusual akrava. And then there's another possibility. There is a krava, but you see, there's no such thing as just a seal azazel. A seal azazel always has a partner. The partner of the seal azazel is seal hashem. And as long as this grouping of seal azazel, seal hashem, has a hakrava, that one hakrava is chal maybe on both items. Is chal on both items. This is how uh, Rav Jolti understands the Mishnah Siyavitz. That the hakrava siyul Hashem is the hakrava of the carbon of siyul Azazel. He writes, Asher al Nira, Shel Rabbi Yehuda Shekapar Asir Mishleach, Hu Bedomo Shel Chavero. 
that the Rabbi Yehuda in is referring to Yuma Daf Memon Beis that the Sir Mishlech has to remain alive until the Zrika Sadam of the Sir Lasha. You have to remain alive for it. It's a totally different thing that you're doing with it. No, it's still connected. It's still tethered to the Seir Lashem. So it needs to remain alive until the Zrika Sadam of the Seir Lashem. Behind the Shnei Seirim says of Shalti, Heim Karban Echad. It's one Karban. Seim Kein Nimsud Yesh Torah's Karban Shalsir Mishaleh. So there is such a concept of Torah's Karban on the Seir Mishaleh because the Kapara is Bidamo Shal Chavero. It's with the Dam. Of the Seir Lasha. So, this is a three sided, a three sided Khatira. Is it even within the Tzad that it's a carbon? Is it a carbon Bli Hakrava? Or is it a carbon that has Hakrava, but the Chiyas Lutzuk, he Hakrava so? Or is it a carbon that has Hakrava? And the Hakrava is the Seir Lashem being a Hukrav, that is the Hakrava of this of the Seir. So, Rav Silverman has a number of Nafkaminas over here as well. Uh, time does not allow, I don't think, to get into all of them. But maybe one of them. Maybe let's just mention one. Oh, okay. I, I know I promised you finished, but it's sort of like a famous rabbit trick, right? It's like, well, the last thing, almost the last thing. So, uh, Tosus writes in Shavu Stafid Gimel that the Sir Mishalech is so powerful that it's Mechaper for Averos that are violated later on that day after the Hakra. Even for Averos that have not yet been performed. How do you view that? It's like a, a freebie. And there used to be a sports uh, radio host. Maybe he still uh, exists. I don't know. I don't know if anyone listens. Does radio even exist? I don't know. I don't know. When, uh, but uh, there must be an app for radio. I don't know. But, uh, but there used to be a guy by the name Steve Summers. So he was a Jewish sports radio host. Not particularly religious, from what I can tell. And I remember um, it was Erev Yom Kippur, and I was driving around, uh, I don't know, running errands or something. And uh, someone must have left the radio on to, uh, to WFAN. And, uh, and, and a guy called up Steve Summers and he said, Steve, I've got a problem. And he said, what's your problem? It was like a barrel from Brooklyn or something. So he said, uh, what's your problem? He said, uh, the Yankees are playing tonight, but tonight's Yom Kippur. So what do I do? How do I watch the Yankees? And it's also Yom Kippur. So Steve said, that's simple. You watch the Yankees, and then you gain instant atonement, right? <laughs> so you just should come, right? No problem. You have problem solved. So you have such a, such a concept. Don't worry about it. I already, I already you know, it's like, you know, like, like you send the government, uh, you know, you say, a, a ton of money at the beginning of the month. And it's like, these are for the speeding tickets coming to get later this month. You know, like I have it covered already. It's a, it's a, it's a, can you do that? It's mechaber for that which Averis you didn't do yet. The Atosis writes, afterwards. A few bobiyom even the same day. Shiny sir mishdalech. Sir mishdalech is different. Ki bayom zei chaper lechem l'tares and mikol chatosecha. The entire yom it's mechaper. So how could it be that you have such a thing? Well, if the seer is karavel bidin al yaday zrikas hadamim of seer l'ashem or al yaday the dechil l'zuk, meaning if it's a carbon anikra. And there is a hakrava of this karba. It's just the hakrava is an unconventional hakrava. Then in that's very difficult. Why would it be different than other karbanos? But if it's a carbon, a carbon that's not kara, if it's a carbon that you're not makruv, 
So it could be that it's an avoda of, uh, it has an avoda of Yibur, but it could be the kapara is telling the yom itself because there's no hafrava to point to that triggers the kapara. And therefore, the kapara is tied into the yom of that karpan, which would mean that it could even be mechatar for that which comes later on. Right, similar to the concept of Yitzumar Shalyom uh, being Mechapra, but it's tied in to the to the Seir. So essentially what we did today is we uh, started to discuss the Israel's suggestion, if you know, I can blame him, you can bully him all you want. Um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, we discussed the Seir Mishtaleah, and uh, the basic Chakira uh, that we started with was what is it exactly? Is it a Karban? Or is it a mechaper that's not a carbon? We gave several examples of other things that are mechaperim that are not carbonos and other things that may be similar to the Sierra Mishleach, but nothing is an exact parallel. And then we suggested four nafkaminas. Uh, one nafkamina is um, the reason for the mitzvah of the Sierra Mishleach. Do we side with Ramban and the Eben Ezra that it's like a bribe to the other side? Or do we assume that it's just so laden with the kapara of Araveros that it can't be brought in the base of Mikdash, that that may be a hinge on our chakira? Second, we discussed, can we learn the general din of Vidur? We have machlokas in Tanayim and we have machlokas in the Midrashim, whether we can learn dinam of Vidur by other kabanas from the Sir Mishalech. That may depend on whether the Sir Mishalech is a karban. Third, we discussed why you can't be makdish of Almum for the Sir Hamishalech. If it's a carbon, so then you understand, like Shitas Rashi, that it's inherent. A carbon can't be a balloon. But if it's not a carbon, then you understand the Shita of Rabbeinu Gershom, that it's a technicality. It's just because you have to, it has to be eligible to be the Seir Lashem. And then the fourth nafkamina is, when does it lose its eligibility for the Isser of Shchut Echutz? If you assume, if you assume that uh, the Seir Mishalech is not a carbon. So it makes sense that the Yisra Shkutechutz goes away as soon as you do the Agrala and you identify it as a Sir Mishtaleach. Whereas if you assume that it is a Karban, then there's room to say that the exemption from Shkutechutz has to wait just a bit longer until, until after the Vidway. Then we had a secondary Chakira that even if you assume it is a Karban, where's the Hakrava? So it could be that it's a Karban that doesn't have a Hakrava. A carbon that has a hakrava, but he hakrava so, or it could be that it's a carbon that has a hakrava, but it's a hakrava of the seal Hashem that we that we actually that we actually look at. So I just want to uh, close with uh, a, a little bit of, uh, of of what I'm feeling as I uh, walked into this room today, uh, particularly uh, during the during the nine days, particularly as we're approaching a time a time of chorba. Um, the The idea that, uh, that Tisha B'Av is a time of certain distance and that Avelos is a time of certain distance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is something that we're, that we're used to. That uh, at a time of Avelos, we feel like HaKadosh Baruch Hu has sort of uh, given us a little extra Hester Panim, more so than he normally does. The, the, the problem is that if Avelos and uh, let's say Yom Tov, which is a time of extra connectedness with, uh, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, are really opposites, um, it, it's a little bit strange because Tisha B'Av actually is a day of Yom Tov as well. The Tisha B'Av is referred to as a Moed in a certain sense. Uh, Mr. Baruch explains based on the Pasch in the first paragraph of Eichel, Kara Alai Moed. So the Archa Shulchan tries to answer that question by saying 
the Indian who is because we have haftacha, we 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 have we have bitachon that it's going to be a moed one day, a shlema. But we believe uh, that uh, that that shlema, that every tragedy that occurs is for some ultimate good, and yet we don't recite that over when somebody dies. That would be not serious. So the fact that Lassel Lovell is going to be good, so right now we're ready to say Tachlan, a little bit difficult. And the idea that we have a sense of simcha in the present, and not only as a hope for the future, is implied by the language of the Gemara in Tainus Tachlanin. Kalamasabal Yushalayim, Zocha Baroa, Bismchasa. The Shayna Masabal Yushalayim, Eno Roa, Bismchasa. It's referring to the future, but he uses a present tense. So I just want to share the Rev Gifter quotes from his Rabbi Ravam Ritzel Blach. That the term used to describe Tishabav is not Yom Tov, but Moed. A Moed is, a, is very different than a Yom Tov. Yom Tov is a good day or a day of celebration. Tishabav is neither of those things. A Moed doesn't necessarily relate to Simcha. It's more etymologically similar to his Va'atus, a day of meeting, a day of connecting. Most often, days of connecting to Hashem come through a form of Simcha. And most often, Avelos represents a certain distance from Hashem. Tishbab is unique in that even in the morning, there is a connection and relationship that's created with the, with the Ribbon Shlomo. And, and that, that's the fact that, we, that we've been separated from Kirva Salukim is the most uh, distressing thing to us. So how do we show that, you know, we're building up to a Tishbab, which we hope will be, a t- which automatically will be a time of Moed, a time of coming close to HaKadosh Baruch well, we hope we'll do so in the context of the Yom Tov. Well, there's, there's, there's one way and one way only that we can build up to such a day. And that is through the one thing that remains unaffected, the Grub points out, one thing that remains unaffected by Chorban. Well, we spent the whole morning, you know, last uh, 55 minutes talking about Sir Mishalech. We never saw Sir Mishalech in our lives. We never saw Sir Lashem. We never saw Chorban. We never saw Beis Amigdash. We have no, no connection to the, most of the way the religion is meant to be practiced. But there's one, one element that has been untouched, untouched by Chorban. And that remains the way we do it and the way we fulfill the mitzvah is exactly the same as we would if we had a Besamekdash. And that's Talmud Torah. And, and therefore Talmud Torah, because it's in its most pristine sense, it's in its most pristine form. We think the great experiential, uh, the great experiential moments of Kali Yisrael are, are, are the Seder night and Yom Kippur. We experience a shell of the Seder night and Yom Kippur. The one thing that we experience in its pristine form is Talmud Torah. And that's why there's no greater sense of Kirva Salukim, there's no greater sense of being able to have this Hisba'adus with HaKadosh Baruch to have this uh, rendezvous with HaKadosh Baruch it's a word of Shachar likes to use. He used it on the video in the Sima Shas, and they made him do a retake. They thought, no, rendezvous, that sounds too modern. You got to say something else. They had to say something else. But uh, they made him refill mode. But, uh, but it's okay to use that word. A rendezvous. With uh, with Akronish Baruch, that that's okay. That uh, that that we, we that's what we're looking for. And to come and see that uh, guys during the Benazman, and then you know, for better or for worse, uh, our yeshiva and our yeshivos in general, our whole yeshiva system calls for a very very long Benazman during the summertime. But to see how how many people have filled that Benazman with something that's more intense than the zman, or as intense as the zman. That, that's that's the greatest chizik. That's 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 our declaration. That I, I love your Torah, Rebbeinu Shalom. 
I don't ever want to be away from it because I don't ever want to be away from you. And the Rebbe should see our yearning for closeness and have a day of his va'adus. That's not only a moment, but that's a yom tov as well. Enjoy the rest of your Thank you.